Ada Bricktop Smith once said, I'm no singer. I'm a personality. Nobody ever came to hear me. They came to see me. This is Limrosh, the Queen Dawn from across the pond. And right now you are locked on to a Women's History Month edition of Jazz E Lounge, the podcast. Today on the show, it's all about the women, especially Ada Bricktop Smith, and who I'm highlighting today because of her special accomplishments. What kind of accomplishments, you ask? Well, you want to come back because you don't want to miss this episode. This is Lemrosh. Ada Beatrice Queen Victoria Louise Virginia Smith, a.k.a. Ada Bricktop Smith, was an American dancer, jazz singer, vaudevillian, and self-described saloon keeper who owned the nightclub Shea Bricktop in Paris from 1924 to 1961. Listen, this lady also owned clubs in Mexico City, and in Rome. So today is March 14th, 2022. We are almost two weeks into March. Spring is just around the corner and we are in full swing of Women's History Month. And I've just been highlighting so many different women on my podcast. And one of the episodes in particular that I've been uploading for you to enjoy. It's called Lady Sings, Plays, and Scats the Blues. You understand me? And it's about all types of black women in particular who have contributed to all genres of music and art and culture here in America. So, um, I heard of Ada Bricktop Smith, who I'm highlighting today, because I saw a documentary. It was uh, called, it was somewhere around Blacks in Paris or Blacks in Montmartre in an area inside of Paris, France. And I have another episode uh, on my podcast that talks about uh, jazz and its influence in Paris. You know what I'm saying? And I look at some artwork. Um, so you want to check that out too. Uh, but today is all about Ada Bricktop Smith. So I'm watching this documentary on blacks in Paris and this woman's name come up and she was from West Virginia. She was an African-American woman. Her father was black. Her grandmother was black. Her grandfather, unfortunately, was a slave uh, and her mother, therefore, was a mixed race child. So she identified as black. She was black. If your daddy was black in the South and she was from Virginia, you were black. Uh, but as a young girl, she moved to New York and you know, in the early 1920s, she was born in 18, I want to say, um, actually 1894 in West Virginia. Okay. And August 14th, that is her date of birth. And, um, she went to New York city 
uh, by the early 1900s. And if you know anything about that era, it was all about the Harlem Renaissance and the new Negro and freedom for the black man and for the black woman to express themselves in so many different artistic ways. And it was called the Harlem Renaissance. And this image that portrayed uh, these uppity Negroes, as many people tried to call them, um, they were free. And you, when you're free, you do what you want to do. You wear what you want to wear. And you uh, you get your money. How are you going to get your money and earn your living uh, in the nineteen early 1900s in New York? And so Ada Bricktop Smith was in, in, she was enthralled in all this, but she also went to Chicago before the New York stint. She went to Chicago as a young girl after her father passes away. So she was in New York, Chicago, and you got the blues and jazz jumping off in Chicago. She finds herself in New York as a young woman, but she finds herself overseas by the time she is in her early 20s. And not just overseas, but she finds herself in the land of the Parisian. So when I come back, I'm going to talk briefly about Ada Bricktop Smith as she hits Paris. This is Limrush, and as promised, I am back. It's Women's History Month here on Jazz E Lounge, the podcast. And on this episode, I'm highlighting one of my favorite divas now. I'm having to really, really big up Ada Bricktop Smith. She was an entrepreneur. She was a woman who had a dream, and she was just a person who believed in whatever she had to, to, to move forward. And um, a lot of times people had hope during the early 1900s. And Ada Bricktop Smith, she was no different. I, I, I really love her. Big ups to her. So listen, before we took that break, I was talking about she was born in West Virginia uh, at a, sm- a small child. She was in Chicago where she was influenced by jazz and blues. And then she was able to get to New York City. Okay, dig that. She was a dancer. So a lot of times during the ni- early 1900s, there weren't many occupations for black people. And we're talking about one generation away from slavery. You know what I mean? Some people were actually living on the earth at that time who were slaves. As they were older, they were trying to, to maneuver themselves throughout the United States and figure out some things. So one of the things you were able to do, with, which was freedom, was to be a performer and a dancer or a singer or a writer, a poet. Um, those were the things that we needed. It was spirituality. It was encouraging words. It was expression. And that was part of this Harlem Renaissance that Ada Bricktop Smith and many others experienced when they, when they got to New York. So, of course, just like most of the entertainers who are just doing their thing in the black clubs in New York and Harlem, talking about Harlem in particular, you got some European men who, you know, they investigate and see what's going on up in the black clubs in New York, in Harlem. You know, they know what's happening. And um, Ada Bricktop was, she was in New York and she was performing. And uh, she put in, she was at a club. And it was called Barron's Exclusive Club, a night spot in Harlem. 
And she in uh, she put in a good word for Duke Ellington and his band. So imagine that. So while she was working at this club, this man, European man named Cole Porter, who we know now is just famous um, uh, songwriter. And he would write a lot of different, what they call standards. You write this song, you was just a hit, it was a hit. Usually black entertainers could pull off these songs and they... That's how it was. We would take a song and we would take it to the next level for these writers. So uh, this gentleman by the name of Cole Porter, he looked at Ada Bricktop and asked her if she knew how to do this dance called a Charleston. So when she performed the dance, I'm imagining in my mind when he said, do you know how to do the Charleston girl? She probably started dancing her behind off. And what was said is, he said, after he saw Ada Bricktop, he said, what legs, what legs? So, so I'm thinking, she put it on him, so much so that it was Cole Porter who got her to Paris, France in 1924. And Cole Porter, he, he was wealthy, a very wealthy man, and he hosted parties. So he's from Indiana, I believe, so that's already deep. He's from Indiana. He goes to Paris. He takes the best talent he sees in the early 1900s from the Harlem Renaissance, goes to Paris, has these parties, and she's there entertaining for everyone. So that is just too deep for me. She also performs uh, this dance called the Black Bottom. So just think about the word black and bottom. So you can almost imagine what kind of dance was going on. In 1924, if you wanted to get your freedom on and get some work and some money in your pockets. So when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. This was about the cafe society side of Miss Bricktop. So when I come back, we're going to keep it moving. I love this story. This is LaRoche, and this is Jazz E-Lounge, the podcast. This is Lamrosh at Still Women's History Month, all month long, and this is Jazz E Lounge, the podcast. Right before the break, I was just getting so excited about how Miss um, Bricktop, Ada Smith, got herself over to Paris, France, and I'm talking about in 1924. Can you imagine being in Paris, France in 1924, knowing that so much turmoil is going down in America at any time. People in the South were still getting lynched. Segregation was all over the place. Black people didn't have no respect in the South at all. Barely had some in the North, but at least you were able to express yourself in places like Chicago and New York and Cleveland. And you know what I'm saying? Those were like the towns, the main towns. You know what I'm saying? The New York, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit. The main little areas where you can transport uh, different goods and services via the water. You understand what I'm saying? So things were going down differently, just slightly. But in 1924, Miss Ada Bricktop Smith found herself in Paris, France, with songwriter extraordinaire Cole Porter, who hosted these elaborate parties. And this was a part of what they call Cafe Society and all this high-end um, or high-class individuals. And you see how I didn't change uh, my tone. Uh, you know, the educated ones, the ones that went to Harvard and to Princeton and uh, went to, to Oxford in England. And, you know, he hosting all these parties, you know what I'm saying? And um, 
Miss Bricktop is doing her thing, dancing, and I'm sure she's being charming. So eventually, she um, starts to run clubs that are owned by Cole Porter and other people in Paris, France. And one man in particular who she uh, starts to sing at is a club, and my French is very Frenchy, Montre Club Le Grand Duc, owned by Eugene Bullard. Now, Eugene Bullard was the first African-American uh, Navy pilot, okay? Dig that, okay? And he had a club in Paris, France. And I have a, you know, all these things are tying in. I have a nice, nice um, article. Or it's a blog, actually, and a podcast about Eugene Bullard, who was not only a pilot, but he was a, a songwriter and he was a musician. Uh, and he was responsible for taking jazz musicians from New York, dig this, and taking them where well, they were going to Paris because the World War One was going on. Okay, so black men were in the military, but in most cases, they were not fighting. They were providing services. You know, cooking, cleaning, um, fetching certain things. But one thing the black jazz musicians from New York took with them when they entered the military was music, culture, jazz, poetry. They brought with them these goodies, you understand? So Eugene Bullard had these men and they were the 369th Infantry and they were a band and they traveled through Paris and England and Germany and they were performing jazz in the early 1900s. So Eugene Bullard, who was this pilot and I'm just shouting out these men. This is this is story is amazing. Miss um, Bricktop started to perform at his club. She was 28. It was there that she met Langston Hughes. <laughs> you understand me? She didn't met Langston Hughes, who was a struggling poet at the time. He left America. He wasn't even feeling America anymore. He bounces. He's in Paris, France, in the early 1920s. That is amazing. And of course. Josephine Baker, she um, is very close with. Um, she meets people like Fats Waller. Um, oh, goodness, the, the, it goes on and on. We're talking about the early 1900s in Paris, France. Um, she performed for the Duke and the Duchess of Windsor. She was uh, hosting these parties. And these famous people were, were always there. Um, it... it one thing about Bricktop, she was a hustler. She was a go-getter. So when she's she's introducing black culture to Paris, France, along with Josephine Baker, along with all the jazz musicians of the early 1920s who was over in Paris, France at that time, and, and all the, the poets, black, the Harlem Renaissance was in Paris. So when you are the culture and you're going to someplace like Paris to bring it, people going to respect you. They, Paris was the first place to call what our music was. They called it jazz. That was so French. Jazz, what is this? <laughs> they knew it was something special, and indeed it was. And I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to wrap up this story about my, my favorite lady now. I just ate a Bricktop Smith. We're going to show her some love. This is Lamarache.
Hey everybody, this is Limrosh, the Queen Dawn from across the pond, and it's still going on right now strong as we talk about women. Okay, it's all about the ladies and the ladies first with Miss Ada Bricktop Smith. So as she is in Paris and she has, you know, started meeting Uh, not even meeting people. She knew some of these people in New York. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was trying to get on and get out of of America during the early 1900s, if you could. And music was one way to to take you to that next level. So she is uh, managing different clubs, Cole Porter's clubs and his party. She eventually, she's hosting and doing her thing, as well as the club that is owned by Eugene Boulard. And we find out that he was the first black pilot in the Navy in America. And so that was huge. And he started this band uh, that would travel through Paris. It was, a, and you can look this stuff up all on my my blog and, and on all my little social media outlets, because this big thing's happening when you check out Jazz E-Lounge. So she is um, hosting these parties and she's managing these clubs. And eventually, she also meets, listen to this, she also meets my girl, Maya Angelou, who actually started to sing in a club that Brick Top was managing, okay? So, um, it, she act, or she actually owned the club, okay? So, so Maya Angelou, because Maya Angelou was uh, not, most people just know her as this, elder who was a poet but she was a hot firecracker dancer and she appeared on many in many plays and, and musicals and it that arts form again took her around the world and if you would google Maya Angelou in early years you might be surprised at the pictures that pop up on Maya Angelou because we knew her as this reserved elder but when she did her thing she did her thing and uh some of that story about Maya Angelou's relationship with Bricktop is in Maya's book, Dr. Angelou, excuse me, singing and swinging and getting married like Christmas. And I read that book many years ago, but I'm going to have to revisit that because it was a deep book and it really uh, uh, led me to some things I didn't know about uh, Maya Angelou. But um, I want to highlight as I close up this, this episode of the fact that Ada Bricktop Smith began to manage jazz clubs in the early 1900s in Paris, France. And that is a significant accomplishment. (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to get my own club and this woman was managing clubs uh, and owning a club in uh, Paris, France in the early 1900s. But in that documentary I talked about at the top of the show, it was also said that, you know, it was at Brick Tops where in the middle of the night, you can get some soul food and you know it was going down. You know it was going down because they were all taking these huge um, ships through the Atlantic Ocean, through the Queen Mary in particular, from New York to, to England and back. France, all of it. You could take a boat back then in the 1920s. That was your method of moving across the globe. It was on that ocean. So you could find what I hear or what I heard and through this documentary, you can definitely get your fried chicken and waffles on. You're going to get your grits on. They did have some water over there in France, but I'm sure the prawns and grits was jumping off over there in Paris, France. And I know when they got them hands on some greens, 
they knew how to make cornbread from scratch. Chicken was not a, even an issue, but you're talking about fresh herbs that they were getting from all over the place in England. So you know in the middle of the night at uh, Shea Bricktop, uh, it was going down. So towards the 1940s, she was able to have a club. She owned a club in Rome, Italy. And it was in Rome, Italy, that she began a, a relationship with the Duke of Windsor. So that was all deep. I'm thinking, Brick Talk, she was, she was definitely doing her thing. You, you kicking it with royalty in England and in Europe and different places, and you and they attracted to you and your in this culture that you bring in, and this soul southern playalistic flavors that you bring in, and they were they were this praising you. So I'm I'm just all in awe over Bricktop. Um, later years, she still performed. I'm just scrolling through the end of this um, end of this story. Um, Bricktop later died in her sleep at her apartment in Manhattan in 1984 at the age of 89. And it, I just pulled some of this information, you know, from the internet that was interesting to me and that I could elaborate on and um, I'm going to close with that and I want you to check out some of my episodes on my podcast and I actually I'm going to come back and close with one more saying that last ending just kind of brought me to another level this is Lamarash Hey, this is LaRoche, and as promised, I'm back to wrap it up. This has been an amazing episode. I am just so honored to just share with you the story of Ada Bricktop Smith. She was an entrepreneur from West Virginia who found herself in Paris, France at an early age in life, and at that She brought black culture and jazz music and jazz musicians over to Paris, France, and and American food, baby. You hear me? She got soul food cooking all up in Paris, France, and she was a jazz club owner in Rome, Italy, and in Mexico City. This woman was not only an entrepreneur, but she was a go-getter. She'd seen so many different things in life, I'm sure, and New York and Chicago in particular made that path jet much easier to take black culture overseas. She meets so many different people, Cole Porter. She meets so many people like Eugene Boulard, and she hosts parties, and she kicks it with Langston Hughes and Josephine Baker and Fats Waller and all kind of musicians who were over in Paris, France in the early 1900s. You know what I'm saying? So please, please big up. Ada Bricktop Smith. Find out more about her. Just Google her. Find some books on her. Check out all of my social media pages because I've been just talking about Ada Bricktop Smith all month long for Women's History Month. Listen, I'm going to wrap it up. That's my girl, Miss Bricktop, because of her fiery red hair and her freckles. Listen, she owned jazz clubs, you hear me, in Paris, France in 1924. That's big. This is Lamarche. I'm saying ciao for now.